What is up, everybody? Matt Swifty Perry here with the Leader Swift Podcast. Today, we have Tim Lucas in the house. Tim is an incredible leader and pastor out of New Jersey who has just an incredible church named Liquid Church. And so Tim has a lot of leaders he pours into, and he actually gets to coach and just has some great leadership nuggets for us. So we're going to have a conversation with Tim Lucas. It's going to be great. Before we do that, go ahead and share this episode with a friend. Share it with somebody and also give us a follow at Leader Swift on Instagram. That's where we are posting some content throughout the week. And we really want to give you more leadership content through your week. And so we're going to be releasing some of that. So follow us at Leader Swift and we're going to jump right in to this conversation with Tim Lucas. What is up, everybody? I am here with Tim Lucas. How are you today? What's going on, Matt? Great to be with you, man. Yeah, how are things in New Jersey? Well, you know, we are at the uh, epicenter, or what was the epicenter of the uh, coronavirus pandemic. We've seen um, almost 15,000 of our neighbors actually die in the last, um, you know, six months, which is sort of mind-boggling. You know, we went we, the church I lead, Liquid Church, is right outside of Manhattan, Times Square, about, you know, 30 miles. And so when 9-11 happened, you know, back in 2001, I think everyone in our region thought, well, we'll never, you know, live through something that world-changing again. And yet here we are <laughs> in the middle of this pandemic. So it's been a challenging time of leadership, but also we've seen God do some cool things. That's amazing. Um, Tim, tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. So I'm born and raised in New Jersey. And, uh, you know, I know the leadership audience is all over, uh, not just the states, but the globe. And just to give people a point of reference, I think when people hear New Jersey, they think of, you know, Snooky and the Sopranos. <laughs> 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 but uh, I'm, a, I'm a Jersey boy, I'm actually not Italian, but we have we have many people in our in our church who grew up in the Northeast. And I think people think of New Jersey and say, well, that's, you know, that's kind of like a, a, a graveyard for churches. Um, but we think, you know, a graveyard is a place to be if you want to see a resurrection. Wow. And, uh, and that is what we've seen here. You know, some of the ancient wells of revival in the 1700s, 1800s were originally dug here in the, uh, the metro area. So we have seven campuses. Um, Liquid Church is a multi-site church, uh, about 5,500 people. But again, it started <laughs> with my wife and me. God tricked us into it. I'm the accidental church planter. Uh, <laughs> we, we, uh, we said yes to volunteering to teach a Sunday school class for 20-somethings with, you know, 12 people in it. And that's how God tricked us into starting the church. That's amazing. This is a really important question. Um, are you more of a Brooklyn Nets kind of guy or, because they were in New Jersey? Or are you a New York Knicks type of guy? <laughs> Great question. First off, the answer is I'm a Yankees kind of guy, bro. <laughs> You know, nobody wants to be affiliated at this point with the Knicks or the Nets. I know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I grew up going into Brooklyn, or I should say the Bronx, uh, you know, to Yankee Stadium with my, my dad when I was little. I actually met my wife, Colleen, who um, was going to a little Pentecostal storefront church in the Bronx. Wow. And, uh, you know, she worked in the city for about 20 years. So, yeah, everybody in our uh, family, in our church, often has some connection to Manhattan. That's awesome. I'm a Dodgers fan, so I'm waiting to play you guys in the World Series. And... Oh, it's on, bro. <laughs> and you know what? 
I'm even okay if you win as long as it's not the Astros. Yeah, I think we can agree on that. That That is awesome. Tim, you speak around a lot to leaders. Um, I've just seen from a distance what God has done at Liquid Church. You guys are one of the most creative churches I've ever seen. And uh, I mean, your book, Liquid Church, is just phenomenal walking through a lot of that. Um, but if you're talking to a group of leaders, what's maybe a leadership tip you can give them today to help them lead better? They're, they're rolling into work right now, and they just need that tip to help inspire them and to just practically use. Yeah, I would say, especially during this season, is don't neglect the inner life of your leadership. Um, you know, the book that I wrote with Warren Bird, uh, Liquid Church, is really all about how can you um, fine-tune and pioneer new ground, writing some of the, you know, trends right now in church growth. Like we have an exploding special needs ministry, digging clean water wells in Rwanda, the power of cause to reach millennials. But those are, you know, those are, are, are wonderful things, but they are, I think, where a lot of leadership podcasts, articles, conversations kind of exist on the, not the surface, but really about external action to move the church forward. Um, but I think right now, at least in me, um, the Holy Spirit is saying, Tim, don't neglect, don't waste this season where things seem to be on pause. You know, a lot of church leaders, I'm sure you've seen this matter, kind of waiting for the next pivot to, you know, in-person services or when is COVID going to be over. And I feel like the Lord is giving us this pause really to, to take a, a deeper look at the inner life, at least of my leadership. Um, I'm an activist by nature. Uh, three on the Enneagram, probably like a lot of your listeners, you know, uh, hard charging, you know, love it, love the adrenaline of leadership, love innovation, you know, tr- uh, pioneering new things. At the same time, um, this, this has been a sobering season where so much of that has been stripped back, right? Preaching in front of live audiences, pivoting to all digital. How do we serve our community? W- what's going to happen with schools? And during that time, I said, Lord, I don't want to just wait this out. I want to emerge healthier and stronger and better as a leader. And so he led me to real, in the last really four months, a deeper leadership journey of my inner life. And um, it's been really helpful. I guess the thing that I would encourage your, you know, here's a little nugget for for folks to take away is uh, I joined a um, emotionally healthy um, spirituality cohort with Pete Scazzaro. That's an incredible uh, book. Love that book. Incredible book, and I would recommend that. In fact, Emotionally Healthy Leadership is Pete's you know, latest contribution to that, that landscape, which really t- talks about some of the more internal things that go on in the heart of a, a lead pastor or a church leader, anybody with stewardship and influence over groups of people, and how quickly our shadow side you know, could just kind of take over and hijack good ministry. Um, you know, in our best days, right, we all have mixed motives, and so Pete really – has helped, uh, you know, just mentor me to wrestle to the ground that shadow side of my leadership that needs work, that needs refining during this this COVID pause. Wow, that is so good. What are a few ways that we can do that? Like, what have you been learning how to take care of our inner self? Because I believe with leadership, we have to be able to lead ourselves well. So what are some of those ways that you, you lead yourself well um, on the inside? So again, I'm, I'm an extroverted guy. I think people know me mainly from, you know, the stage talking to, you know, large groups of people, but 
What I found is um, part of my leadership game was lacking is I would read then in isolation to recharge and, and, and refuel my tank. And a lot of right leaders are readers. But I wasn't processing that content with anybody. I mean, sure, I had a couple you know, people on staff I might be reading a book with, but what the Lord has done in the last you know, half year of my leadership is I realized there's really four um, components for me to really grow deeper in the inner life of my leadership. And uh, they have, shocker, they all begin with C. <laughs> <laughs> I, I surround myself with a coach, with a counselor, a cohort, and then a cheerleader. Wow. So the coach... The cohort for me was joining Pete Scazzaro's Emotionally Healthy um, Leadership Group. And uh, it's funny, of course, the pandemic hit. And so instead of doing it in person, we had to do it on Zoom. Um, but I was surprised by how powerful it was, you know, to sit in a cohort with, you know, 10, 12 other breakout leaders who are chewing on the same things, opening up, being transparent with other leaders uh, about the shadow side of leadership, about some of the maybe, um, you know, undisciplined parts of our souls. And that cohort became really life-giving for me, even though I didn't know any of those other pastors. So that cohort was life-giving, but I paired that with also, I felt the Lord out of that calling me into a season of counseling. You know, I've, I've done counseling, uh, I remember when I first got married, you know, we hit some bumps, so we did some marriage counseling, super helpful. But now that I've been married 22 years, uh, you know, my wife and I just now know we don't wait until we see the red light on the dashboard, right? <laughs> We're like, let's do the preemptive oil change. And so periodically on and off, I'll do some work with a, a counselor one-on-one. -on -one. And I felt, again, like God's saying, don't waste COVID, Tim. Come out of this. What if you come back and it's not just that your hair is longer, but you're, you're healthier, you're more emotionally replenished and spiritually healthy. And so that counselor, that one-on-one -on -one work, besides the cohort, right, which is kind of a 10-to-one. And then I also have a cheerleader. I have a, uh, a senior pastor in his 70s who I meet with monthly, who he's like a spiritual father to me. He's actually the guy who hired me, you know, over 20 years ago to be wow. a pastor. Um, said, I see something in you. And he is, um, he's retired, but he's got gray hair. And that's what I love about him. I like, you know, I love spending time with guys who are more miles down the road, more miles in the odometer but are finishing well with integrity, with faithfulness. And I, you know, there's just so few examples of that right now in our, our leadership world, right? Like in the Christian world leadership, you can name all of these, you know, um, flaming wrecks along the highway of guys who started, you know, and, and scaled things. And then all of a sudden implosion towards the end. And I'm like, man, I want to surround myself with people who are finishing well and mind them for all of their wisdom. And so he, he coaches me. I got teenagers now. My daughter just left for college. And so he coaches me. And how that tra was that transition for you, you know, 20 years ago? Um, and it's just someone who really cares for the garden of my soul. That's amazing. I, I really like that last one. We, we don't often think of having a cheerleader. For that leader who is there and they just need, they need a cheerleader. They need somebody in their life to just cheer them on how should they obviously they should pray for one but after that how should they find somebody like that in their corner when they they're feeling alone well i would say look outside of your church um or congregation too, too often you know we'll look for somebody who plays that role of a spiritual father or cheerleader but they're connected in some way and so it kind of paints the relationship it becomes more transactional um, you know, maybe they're a volunteer or a leader. And so at some level, you're, you're kind of ministering together 
and you have the same interests or um, you know, you're looking to, you know, hey, I can pour into him and encourage his volunteering as he pours into my leadership. And, and it doesn't have been the kind of transparency or objectivity that someone who's actually a step removed from your ministry can provide. So Peter Pendel is, uh, is his name, and Peter is uh, – he was a senior pastor of the Baptist Church where I first got hired all those years ago. And um, our friendship just turned into one of, like, meeting for breakfast and coffee, and he'll just – you know, he just texted me, you know, yesterday, and he was like, hey, I know you dropped your daughter off at college. Tell me, are the tears joy <laughs> or are they sadness? And I was like, man, a mixture of both, dude. I feel so <laughs> proud of her, but I feel grief. And he helped me process that just in a series of text exchanges. Had nothing to do with ministry. Um, had nothing to do with the sermon I preached on Sunday. So I'm not talking about someone who just kind of, you know, shot in the arm, pumps up your ego, or says you can, you know – do the next sermon series. I'm talking about someone who cares for your soul. And sometimes I've found the best cheerleaders are actually outside your immediate circle of leaders or influences in your ministry. Wow. That is so good. That is so good. Uh, I, I first went my, the first college I went to was uh, Hillsong college in Sydney, Australia when I was 18. And that is right when toy story, I think it was three came out. And so my parents had just watched it when Andy goes off to college. And so, <laughs> <laughs> right. That was that's when I went off to college. But Tim, that was just so so good. I think a lot of leaders just need to hear that, including myself. We need to go find um, a cohort, a coach, um, a cheerleader, and w- remind us of that last one. Last one was a counselor and a and counselor. Yeah, I think a good Christian counselor is particularly for leaders, uh, you know, who are activists. Sometimes we're going so fast that we lose track of our inner life. Um, that's it for me. New Jersey, everything's fast. Like you land in New York. <laughs> it's, it's Times Square, man. It's 75 miles an hour. And that's just normal. That's just m- Monday morning. And so, and I love that. I, 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 you know, New Jersey has that reputation of kind of fast talking, fast moving, you know, you know, bare knuckles kind of, and, and we love it. But in that, in the whoop and the wharf of, you know, pedal to the metal ministry, a lot of leaders can lose track of that inner life. And so I, I sometimes say, hey, man, tap the brakes. And even if it's just taking a, a few sessions with a gifted counselor who can get to know you, your family, you can be honest with. Again, there's that, notice there's that objectivity. It's not someone you're looking to get anything from. They're not looking for anything from you. But it's a place where you can let your hair down and say, man, I, I see some needles on my dashboard going off. One of the things that I, I, I saw on my dashboard, again, just to be transparent, was I, I found – as COVID really began and everything went up in the air, all our plans went out the window, man, I was, I was getting angry, impatient and more frustrated, I think than I've ever been. And that was manifesting itself in some of my personal relationships, not in any, any way you'd be like, well, bro, that guy punched a hole in the wall. He's out of control. Nothing like that. <laughs> you know, I, communicators can mask those things well, but I just noticed it inside. I was, I was less patient. I was less those fruits of the spirit. And rather than punish myself, I said, hey, I want to unpack that in counseling. What is that? You know? And so a gifted counselor can sometimes lead you through the thicket of what's happening, which you know, for, for so many leaders right now, it's just a loss of control. So many things we're used to planning, steering, controlling, and now everything's in flux, and anger can often be a surface symptom of that. So that counselor piece combined with a coach, a cohort, and a cheerleader, I think can keep the oil light running healthy on your leadership dashboard. 
That is so, so good, Tim. Thank you so much for spending a few minutes with us today. Tim, where can they find you on social media? And just hear some of your messages because I think you are a phenomenal preacher. Oh, I appreciate it, Matt. It was great to be with you, man. Yeah, I, I love to chat with people and other leaders, particularly on social. So I'm on Instagram. It's probably the best way to, to reach me, um, at Pastor Tim Lucas, L-U-C-A-S, at Pastor Tim Lucas. And uh, they can also go to liquidchurch.com. That's the, uh, the church that I lead. And I lead a coaching network, actually, for lead pastors. And, um, and so there's some information there as well. Or just DM me, Pastor Tim Lucas, um, on Instagram. Um, we do a 12-month coaching network for lead pastors running through some of the systems of a church and some of these under-the-hood things that are unique to senior leadership. That's amazing. Thank you so much for spending time with us today, Tim. Great to be with you, Matt, man. Thanks for your thought leadership, brother.